companies with service providers through a unique concept called proof of achievement subscribe to our podcast to center your landing coordinates on the dark side of the hodl moon this show is proudly sponsored by salamantech's point of sale devices and software tired of all the headaches dealing with cryptocurrency you don't know what a private key is you don't want to deal with exchanges well, if you're a business and you just want to run your business without thinking about cryptocurrency headaches, look no further than Salamantex. We provide point-of-sale software that allows you to get paid in fiat currency, that's euros, allowing your customers to pay in cryptocurrency, that's BTC, ETH, and a host of others. Dark Side of the Hollow Moon proudly uses the audio services of Eye of the Sound. Beyond the amazing sound production, they've really been a sounding board, pun intended for our show, giving us great customer support and constructive criticism and feedback. So if you want a little bit more personalized attention you're not going to get from a bigger provider, check out iTheSound.com. Okay, and we're on another episode of Dark Side of the Hollow Moon. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. We've got another exciting guest for the audience. I'm looking forward to getting into this one today. Yeah, we have, um, looks like Dario here from uh, Crypto Potential. So Dario, could you introduce yourself briefly, um, where you're from and um, what you were doing before this project and how you got into it? Yes, thank you guys uh, for uh, the opportunity to be in the podcast. Uh, My name is Dario Shagut and I'm I'm, I'm originally from Croatia. And living in Switzerland right now, working on a blockchain project near Crypto Valley. Probably you heard about it. Um, And uh, that's why we're also in the blockchain. We're in Crypto Valley. Near Crypto Valley, have this opportunity to to, use the blockchain project and possibilities on the highest level here in Switzerland. And uh, how I got into the project, I got into the pro- uh, projects w- uh, when I got into the cryptocurrency uh, because uh, I saw that uh, the tokenization offers a lot of opportunities and possibilities for uh, changing a business model, adjust, adjusting, adding some new stuff, and uh, just giving the new founders an, an opportunity to um Starting on uh, on business with tokenization and with uh, with the blockchain. Okay, awesome. and um, I'm a little naive. Where exactly in Switzerland is Crypto Valley? Uh, it's uh, in Canton Zug, okay. uh, so it's okay. basically in the middle of the Switzerland, more or less. And yeah. uh, this is where where all the famous events like uh, crypto summits take place. And a lot of crypto co- companies already uh, joined the Crypto Valley and moved to Crypto Valley, their operations and headquarters, because uh, uh, the regulations and they, uh, they're basically welcoming them with open hands. 
because they, they want to build the crypto valley and the blockchain, uh, let's say, region. In yeah, that's true. That's true, actually. In South Korea, a lot of um, the Swiss delegation have come over and tried to promote the crypto valley in, in Korea. And there has been some cooperation between, you know, the Korean government and the Swiss, especially in Zug. I think that it's quite interesting the way that Switzerland actually works as a country. So not many people understand it. I think you have to live there to really appreciate it. Um, I've got a brother who also lives in Switzerland, and um, the Canton system is really interesting. Maybe we could talk about that a little bit later about how there's a lot of direct democracy and there's a lot of basic referenda that happens on almost every decision. And each canton is um, almost independent of each other. It's a really fascinating way of, uh, of running a society. What do you think about that in general? I mean, coming from the UK, and you came from uh, Poland, I believe. Is that right? Oh, no, sorry, Croatia. Croatia. My, my bad, my bad. Um, so coming from European countries and then going to the middle of Europe that's independent from the European Union, has its own structure, it must be quite fascinating to see that. Yes, I mean, the trade rights are the same and, and everything, but uh, they have, uh, you know, they decide they own on, on, on the tax, on the funding, uh, on everything. And, and the, the, the interesting part is that each ca canton can decide on the tax, on uh, different re 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 regulations, uh, uh, what's allowed, what's not allowed. So it's, it's unbelievable. Basically, they're like, um, you know, small planets, in one country that can decide uh, basically everything besides language, uh, official la language and currency, and maybe a couple of things more, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, so because of that independence, maybe Switzerland will really turn into a blockchain hotbed. And it's kind of a little similar in the U.S., where all the 50 states have 50 different sets of rules. Um, so there's a little bit of a similarity there. Um, Dario, I kind of want to get into your project, um, Crypto Pot Potential. And it seems to me when I look at the white paper and I, I've read about it a little bit that um, you're looking for a way to use the blockchain to um, verify people with badges, whether it's about verifying trust. Um, and we've seen a lot of scams in the crypto space. So is this uh, what you saw and the use cases you saw for coming up with um, crypto potential and this new proof of achievement. Uh, that's right, Katie. Yeah, um, this is what many people saw, and there are many different so solutions how we can solve this. And with reports, with uh, some ratings, they tried and everything. Um, I mean, more motivating for, for me was, I don't know if you guys uh, watched or heard about, um, heard anything of um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Car uh, Harvard commencement speech, uh, 2017. Have you uh, heard something about that or watch on YouTube? Um, yeah. No, um, actually, no. I've seen little clips. I, I, yeah, I do know that you uh, you quoted him in your in your white paper about having measurable metrics, uh, not just in economics, but in in other ways as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He said that we should have a society that me measures uh, progress and and achievements, not not just by economic metrics, but by the meaningful rules too. And that's why we thought, okay, but uh, in a blockchain space. We have tokenization and we can use this as a incentives for the meaningful roles. So why not recognize those roles, which we got feedback from the community, 
and we play we put them as a badges as achievements of each project and why not uh, reward projects who are quality who have those achievements which we can do now with blockchain it was not possible till now because you need to use own money and you cannot create money uh, like banks banks uh, out of nothing you know uh, but you can you can start a blockchain project and do tokenization and reward those projects, and and, and on the on the other side, providers, service providers who would like to have quality projects uh, as their clients or prospects, whatever, they would like to see the quality there. And let's say this in this way, we can do some soft due diligence process for them, and then they're ready to to offer the lower service rate for it. Okay, interesting. That's cool. So can Absolutely. I ask you, when you first um, set up your business and when did you move to Switzerland to get this thing going? I was uh, already in Switzerland since uh, 2016. 16. And so this is uh, like more than three years right now. And uh, started a, pro a project with less than two years. We're now in, uh, in 2018, uh, January. And since uh, we are here, we, we, we saw the, uh, how the things are uh, de developing, uh, especially here near uh, Crypto Valley, and also visiting a lot, a lot of events here and summits. So we thought about, okay, we already were a team who were working together on different projects. Then we thought, why not use this blockchain opportunity? I mean, uh, it's such a it's such a different way, you know, that the uh, the that the economy can be, uh, let's say, set up and uh, and 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 measured. Uh, so it's it's basically the the only space that you would like to be in if you're concerning about the current economic situation. So it, it's it's a space that you want to know about that you want to be in. Uh, at the moment, and that's why we we went in that direction com completely and and tried to figure out the ways to to deliver something va valuable to the companies and people in the space. Okay, cool. So, did you get into crypto because you're in Switzerland, or were you already aware of cryptocurrency and, and blockchain before you moved to Switzerland? Was that a reason to pull you to Switzerland? Like. How is your cryptocurrency story? Can you tell us a bit about that? I was aware of it, of course. Uh, at first, uh, like like uh, everybody, I I didn't uh, thought that this would be a serious threat to you know banking, economic system, monetary system, and so on. Um, after uh, to 2016, I, I I was learning more about it. I visited a couple of events and so on. I was talking a lot about it with my team. And then I thought, okay, uh, this is an, an interesting concept. This is not uh, the, the, this basically can move the power from from the banks and and, and distribute it. Like Bitcoin is basically now as as a global currency, you can say, at some uh, at, at some level. Of course, it's not accepted in all countries and it's banned somewhere. <laughs> we know this, but. Basically, it's a global uh, way to exchange value. It's possible, even to, even today. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, it's something that definitely can put a strain on 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 the, on, on the main powers that we have in the banks and so on. And that's why that that's why I thought, of course, Switzerland contributed to this. 
but also uh, talking with, with the team and discovering about the te technology in details uh, contributed to that altogether. All right, Ivor, let's get uh, deeper into your project here. So um, you currently have a few different badges and you're using proof of achievement. Um, can you kind of run down, I know it's in future in your roadmap, can you run down how you envision this working? Do you have to apply to get a badge? Do people have to, do you have to vet the people who are giving the badges? Um, do, do you need the token to do it? Like, what are the nuts and bolts of how you see this working? Mm -hmm. This is now the core on how it works, uh, the whole system. Um, maybe for first I can tell tell you about the proof of achievement. What what does it mean actually? Achievements uh, obviously are doing with achievements here. Proof of achievement is a blockchain system where blockchain companies can mine QCP tokens, art tokens, for their achievements in the space, or as Mark Zuckerberg said, meaningful roles in the space. Um, and this could be MVP product. So everything that, that, that is important and which the, uh, does not br bring you direct va value immediately like sales and fundraising, you know. Uh, so e everything uh, which is important like MVP, market analysis, uh, compliant token, uh, the, the, the things that you don't get paid for and are important for the space. So the, the, this is the proof of achievement system, how this should work in, 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 in the future. Uh, it already work, works. Uh, we have already pro proven the business model. We are making co connections between pro projects and providers already. 400 uh, co companies are mining our tokens uh, already, which we have tested. Uh, we don't have 5,000 projects. We have 400 uh, the, the proper projects with most achievements, most qual uh, quality in the space. And they're mining achievements, and they they already use them with the blockchain service providers, uh, which uh, for the services which they need for the lower service rate because they are accepting it, uh, because they know that they are quality prospects. Yeah, and this is how the system works. How this will work in the future? Uh, uh, we expect more quality projects, more pro providers, and of course making more connections uh, between those two. Okay, so yeah, if cool. I if I'm if I'm understanding this correctly, so if someone does a compliance check or an MVP check on a company, in return they get the QCP tokens. Is that correct? Example: If you're you're a blockchain company and you want to start mining to lower your business costs, uh, you just apply and you provide the documentation. For example, you have MVP product, you provide a link to an MVP product. You have a uh, compliant token, you provide proof documentation that you have compliant uh, token. You get those badges or achievements for compliance uh, for uh, MVP. And each badge, each achievement uh, gives you the different mining potential. And so each week you, you get new balance of tokens because you're, you have already did, you have put e e efforts already uh, in making those achievements and, and in accomplishing this. And each week you, you, you get uh, uh, tokens and at some point you want to use them. You know, you accumulate, you amass them. And uh, at some point, okay, I want to use them for, I don't know, marketing services, or I want to use them for developing services. I want to use them for listing. We already have providers that accept for listing, IEO, 
uh, our tokens. So um, what, what, what it does is that you use your tokens, for example, let's say for marketing, and you can unlock with those tokens, let's say 30, 50 or 70% discount, and you lower your cost drastically immediately, and they accept you as a quality prospect, uh, as a quality cl uh, client to deliver you ser services. So this is how it would work. Okay, okay. So if me and Josh had our own blockchain, Dark Side of the Hollow Moon blockchain, the project himself, if we prove that, oh, we are regulation compliant or we showed our minimum viable project, then we would get the badges and then we would get the QCP tokens. And then with partners, we'd be able to use those to get discounts on a variety of services. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, what does QCP stand for? Q is the, the definitely for quality. <laughs> okay. And, and CP is crypto potential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew CP was crypto. Okay, cool. That's pretty interesting. Josh, you want to jump in here? Yeah, that's cool. So I'm just wondering how many clients um, have you managed to reach out to? Has the feedback been good so far from the market? Have you managed to actually sign any clients? Um, you know, how has it gone? Have you had so much uh, success? That's that type of stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 at the start, uh, it was hard, you know, to find tra uh, traction, to get feedback um, like like it is in, in, in every start uh, startup when you start, you don't have uh, you, don't, you don't have the fu fundamental yet, you know. And after that, now it's it's much easier because there are 400 companies there. There are 12 providers who signed with us uh, to to provide services at lower rate and to accept QCP. So it's 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 a bit easier now. Now we made already made a couple of connections with between them, providers and, and com companies. Now it's easier to get feedback, to get testimonial, to get uh, um, you know to 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 prove the model if it works or not, and to change something if it's needed. So uh, till now we had uh, a lot of success, but at start was you know a lot lot of failures, trials. Uh, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try to. Uh, you know, um, offer them this kind of, uh, kind of services, or let, let's use. You know, let's let, let's fo focus only on quality uh, prospect, quality pro project, and this is what, what we did. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh, happy how uh, how it went uh, uh, till now. Yeah, but it was a lot, a lot of struggles, you know, on the way, of course. Yeah, so you you signed up twelve uh, providers of services that can interact with up to four hundred projects that you've got on your books now. That's pretty good, honestly. That's quite impressive. Now you said it was hard at the start. Was there ever a moment where you thought, "All right, it's too difficult. I'm going to give up"? Was there ever a, a time you thought it wasn't going to be successful, it wasn't going to work out, or was it always some light at the end of the tunnel for you? I was never thinking about giving up because um you know i i like the space uh i believe that this will be um uh this will contribute a lot and make a lot of uh, disruption uh, in the whole economy and that's why i thought that i need to just find the right way you know i need to just find the right path which i can fo follow and listen to what people have to say listen to to the things also that they are ignoring you know at start listen to to this and try to come up with other hypotheses uh, yeah this is what i what i believed always and still believe 
Yeah, awesome. Well, um, I'm reading in the white paper, too, you're an ERC-20 protocol, uh, and it's a utility token. Is that correct? Exactly. It, it unlocks the discount percentage uh, for each provider, so nobody gets tokens. Uh, tokens are after they are unlocked, they are basically burned, you know, and uh, they're uh, each time they, 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 they come in, into life when somebody's mining them, you know. And when okay. somebody uses them, they are, it's like a coupon. You, you you can imagine it as a coupon. You get a coupon. They uh, you know they they use the coupon coupon is cancelled, thrown into uh, you know somewhere and and not used anymore. For new coupon, you need to do something. You know some achievement. You know uh, uh, whatever. In our case, they they they, they need to do uh, some achievements in the blockchain space, and then they can mine new uh, tokens. Okay, I have a little clarification here. So I read in the white paper, it says, these badges qualify the company to mine QCP tokens weekly with no computing power. So maybe I'm being too technical, but usually when I think of mining, I think of uh, proof-of-work mining, GPU, ASIC mining. So is having the badges, is that mining? Is that kind of like having a badge gives you these tokens? Like, could you clarify that? Yeah, okay. That's 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 very very interesting because proof of work and proof of stake requires a lot of electricity. <laughs> um, in in this case, um, uh, it, you know, you need to pay for electricity. You have some e efforts uh, on on that end. Uh, in this case, you already done the efforts as a project. Why should you you know use the electricity and so on and put more effort and, and investment because you already did the investment. Your investment was that you're a quality project. You already did your MVP. You spent money and efforts and you spent money on market analysis. You were di diligent in that matter. And you already put efforts there. Why shouldn't you then get uh, a low, low, low over service rate as a, as a qualified as a, as a quality project? And this is what uh, all providers also say. They say, okay, if it's quality, then we will definitely give low, low, lower service. Then it's not, not, not a problem for us if it's quality project. And if it's some, you know, some, some average, then it's an, uh, it's an issue. Okay, so once you have the achievement badges, you get more QCP tokens every month. Is that how it works? Each week they mine uh, tokens. Uh, and they receive an, an email about their balance and how much they have. They also can can access their pro, uh, pro, profile with a special code, which they they, they can re register the user and use a special code which connects them with their project. So they they have on the platform then their personal account and project account. And uh, each week they get that depending on the achievement. You know, if you have an MVP, you have different mining potential than if you have market analysis because there are different uh, mining potential for each achievement. And each week you get them. Uh, as I said, you, you accumulate them, you amass them, and then you can use them. One, one month you can use them for marketing. Second, uh, you can use them for developing, listing, and so on. You always, they're always, always um, constantly in, 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 uh, in exchange, you know? Okay, yeah, so different um, badges have different, uh, I guess you could say, mining rewards. And the more badges, the more mining rewards, I guess you could say, you get. So um, is this project really only for blockchain and cryptocurrency companies, or could you see it expanding beyond that? 
that's a question for for the future. Uh, definitely, can this expand? I would personally like to stay in the blockchain space. space <clears throat> sorry, in the blockchain space, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, you know, uh, stay in that niche only for now. Okay. Uh, it definitely it's, it's possible, of course, uh, so you can scale this. But I would like to, you know, specialize in this niche, see, gather the feedback, see how it works also on the, on the global scale for blockchain companies, and then see whether this can uh, open. But this, this comes in the following years. Uh, for now, uh, let's keep focus on the quality and on the blockchain space. Yeah, that makes sense. You want to test it in a small enough niche that is then proven and then if it works, you can scale it into other industries. That makes sense. So are there any companies or projects that you've worked with that you can share or give an example of a case study? Or is it still under NDA? I don't know about how public you can be. It's okay if you if you can't be public. But if you can be, is there any uh, projects you can share that you've been working with? The exact name, uh, I don't know if I can share because they are, uh, I haven't asked them yet if I can share this. Uh, the, okay. This is between the providers and projects. But I can uh, tell you one example without without the name of the project for okay, sure. Okay, cool. Which happened one week ago. Um, <clears throat> for example, uh, this was a great example because they, uh, they wanted to have marketing services and they wanted to have some articles, and we have providers who provide uh, articles, and then they co connected with the QQCPs. They had enough uh, to to unlock. Uh, this was, I think, thirty five percent discount. So they they basically paid sixty five percent of the price only for the articles, which usually would would, would cost them much more. So you can imagine the relief. On, on the team, which you get if you say, okay, I got this with the QCP tokens, with achievements, which we did efforts, which we made, made efforts before, we just lower our cost with it. You know, it, you can imagine how much re relief they, they got on their team. And that's why they're now constantly working with us, the providers and the the project. Project said, okay, relief on the team. And the provider said, that's cool. You know, you, you, you bring us quality prospects here with achievements. We want to have more of this. You know? Okay, so the provider is kind of willing to give discounts because it's already a trusted, verified, compliant project. Is that what incentivizes them to give a discount to in their services? It's it's mostly this soft due diligence part, as you said. So we already checked a couple of achievements. We work with them, let's say, for a month, two, three, before they use the tokens for the first time. Yeah, you accumulate first some amount of to to uh, tokens. So we work with them, we talk with them, we know are they doing. We know if, if they're. We, we immediately know if they're trying to scam something or not. You know, in three months you figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and, actually, it makes sense. I think um, after you've explained it and working on the inside of many cryptocurrency projects myself, it is a relief um, to know that you know if you do the right thing, if you do. Um, get all of your ducks in a row and you do the right business model and you've already you know made that progress you've done the achievement then it's recognized and put into the blockchain then to know that you can get discounts from service providers that you need to use anyway because you need to market it um, just because you put in that legwork i think that that's um actually a really good business model especially utilizing 
you know, uh, the Ethereum network and the tokenization is cool. I think it's a, a really sound thing. So, do yeah. you have an exit? Do you have an exit strategy, or are you looking to stay in this for the rest of your life? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, basically everybody should have some kind of exit strategy because we don't live, you know, forever. <laughs> we need to have some exit strategy. You mean exit strategy like personal or as a uh, crypto potential project well actually yeah we, this is a podcast so you know we can take it um hard and soft as well so we can say you know from the business perspective do you want to be bought out by a particular company or and then personally do you have like a, an ambition do you want to retire and live on an island somewhere like you know what you can take <laughs> it both ways uh yeah um uh as I said, I, I, I like the space and I would like to stay longer in the space, of course, uh, with or without a company. I would like to space, uh, stay uh, longer in the space and, and to see how, how this unfolds uh, in the future. Uh, regarding the company, of course, when we talk with, with investors, we have to present the, the exit strategy. We have to present them. Uh, we would like to go you know, a long way till uh, IPO, of course. Uh, but I cannot guarantee if it, it, you know if the market will not go up. We believe that the market will go up in in, in the future, but we know, don't know when exactly and how fast. You know, some big uh, company like like uh, Amazon can join the space, and since they are you know they are selling uh, products, we are putting our focus on services, blockchain services. They can just come and say, okay, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you cannot go uh, longer like, like this. Uh, I, either you sell it to us, or we crush you. Now, at some point, yeah. I don't know uh, what can this, what what can happen in the future. Uh, but uh, there is a possibility for this to happen, of course. Yeah, you said uh, either you sell it to us or we crush you. Are you talking about Mark Zuckerberg or someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, you can you can you can look at it that way. And basically, it's it's a big um, companies buy small co companies which show a great uh, amount of traction, which we all see that that is happening. I personally cannot do anything, uh, you know, regarding that. I can say no, I don't want to sell, and then they crush me. <laughs> uh, but uh, as I said, uh, I, I would like to stay as as much as possible, as long, long as possible in the space. And to, if it's possible, to go till the IPO with this, uh, because we we saw now serious amount of traction with with, with, with the projects, and we're working two years almost on this. Uh, also, we had a couple of pivots before, and uh, we would like to stay long long with this. But I cannot guarantee anything as as the future is unpredictable. You know. All right, that's cool, and um, like. So you want to be in the space for a long time. You hope the company goes well. And you said that in you know in your mind you think that the uh, the overall movement is upwards, the upward trend in terms of the price of the crypto assets. So that leads me to my next question, perfectly actually, which is your personal predictions for BTC. So when we have guests on, um, we like to ask them this question because we also made our own predictions about where Bitcoin will be in 2020. I called a high of 86,000 next year and a low of 6,000. Some of our guests have agreed and disagreed with uh, you know my prediction. So if you could, um, if you want to put it on record on this podcast, you can say 
in 2020, I think the high and the low for Bitcoin will be. So go ahead, Dario, and let us know your price predictions for Bitcoin, please. And then, and then you can show me this this uh, audio in this podcast in, in one year from now. Yeah. <laughs> You're <I> mean, wrong. <laughs> it's exciting, though, to know that yeah. you, know, you could be right as well. So someone will be right. Yeah, I think just about everybody's going to be wrong. But... <laughs> Yeah, most of the predictions uh, are, are always wrong. I mean, uh, maybe it's easier to make a prediction for 2024. Let's say uh, it's be much easier. To, okay, 2020 right. is just just uh, around the corner, uh, and 2024 will be mu much easier. Even though probably, I mean, most cer certainly I'll be wrong, uh, plus minus. Uh, but but as I said, I believe in, in in technology. I believe in the space, and I believe that that the market will go up. Uh, 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 otherwise, I would not be there. You know, uh, yeah. I believe, and this is also maybe a hardcore prediction that that we could ex expect in five years from now something like a couple of tri trillion dollars uh, market cap. Um, uh, let's see if this. It happens, I believe, that this will happen when the regulations are, are um, a bit less, uh, you know, tedious for the companies and projects to come in. And uh, I, I hope also that the crypto potential can contribute to this uh, growth. Uh, but I believe, let's say, three to five tri uh, a trillion, my guess, 2024. What do you say, guys, about this? I think that's a good prediction. Right, yeah. I yeah. Like I, speaking of... Uh, um, regulations and getting rid of them. I noticed that you're not available to the U.S. and Chinese market. Is that correct? Because of regulations, I'm guessing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I'm I'm here in the U.S., so there's a lot of things I can't really invest or uh, get into the IEOs or the ICOs. So that's a bummer. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about proof of achievement, and I want to kind of give you my take and tell me if you agree or not. So me and Josh have talked a little bit about proof of stake, delegated proof of stake, proof of work. We talked a little bit about proof of useful work. And I kind of think uh, proof of achievement is kind of a little bit proof of useful work and also a little bit like proof of stake. So this useful work are these badges, but you're kind of staking these badges in order to get reward. So you're doing some useful work and then you're staking these badges. Some are worth more, some are worth less. And the more badges you have, the more you get. So would that be a good analogy or a good explanation of how proof of achievement works? I, I, I like this very much, what you, what you said, um, Kate. Um, I believe that uh, I mean, I mean it's, it's of course it's a bit different because there is no electricity here in this case, and neither there need to put efforts uh, uh, for their achievements in the space. Uh, yeah, they uh, they cannot have you know uh, x amount of badges. They cannot collect you know one hundred badges uh, as, as a project. There are only just so much badges uh, available, and uh, badges are uh, also thought of through community feedback. You know, community gives us some feedback about it. Important is MVP, important this market analysis, important this compliance, if they're compliant or not, because most of them are not showing those information. And um, and also uh, qualified team, if the team is uh, behind it, tested, they have videos and so on. 
So there are only so much badges that you can have. And of course, you cannot have, have them for all the time, you know. We haven't put the restriction yet uh, on the time since since we are uh, uh, in this uh, for six months, you know, hardcore in the uh, proof of achievement system. Okay, so maybe after six months you have to reapply to yeah. keep the badge? This is, yeah, this is what we thought about, uh, but haven't implemented yet. For, for now, we are just collecting all the projects that have really good achievements and presenting them to, to our community and to providers. Those are the best. Those are the 400 best that, that, that we found. Till now, we have 416 uh, now. And uh, we, 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 we present them as a project with badges, and they can mine now for their, for their achievements, uh, their tokens, without re renewing each badge. That's cool, man. So... We've talked about a lot of things today. We've covered your business model totally, how you got into the space, what it's like in Switzerland. So you, you made a prediction for the market cap, the total market size in 2024, which I think I agree with in general. I think it can definitely go, you know, into the trillion or a couple of trillion mark because, you know, it's only a 10x from now in five years. It's fairly realistic. Maybe we'll be completely proven wrong. Who knows? Let's find out. Um, what is in? So this is my last question. If Cade's got any more, um, then yeah, I've by got, all means, I've got go one ahead. more question too. But yeah, okay. Here's, so this is my last one, and it's um, what's the biggest mm -hmm. obstacle to mass adoption of cryptocurrency in general or blockchain technology, in your view? So it could be crypto. It could also be blockchain or DLT. So you know, you can take that how you wish. It's uh, your your question. So what's the biggest obstacle to mass adoption? Mass adoption. <laughs> I think it's uh, the the biggest obstacles are are the banks trying to prevent this <laughs> from happening. Uh, I mean, uh, I also heard some from from hearsay and from um, also uh, as a rumor. I heard that a lot of banks are putting, especially in different countries, are pu pu uh, putting pressure on uh, regulatory agencies. You know, to make the regulations almost <laughs> impossible. You know. To, to start a blockchain company, extremely hard, you know, you need to have cash, you need to have uh, basically, you know, team and support of lawyers or something, you know, it's, it's they're pushing it to make it almost impossible uh, to, to, to start and to mass adopt, you know, the whole technology. If this, I mean, this will loosen up over time, this cannot take, you know, for a long, long time, it's, it's obvious. But when this loosens up, I mean, I think that this would then uh, be a you know great leap for mass adoption. Yeah, in the whole world. I don't know if you guys agree on this. Yeah, well, I, I'd like to jump in on that too. Yeah, I agree with you. Regulation is a huge issue, especially me here in the U.S. But in addition to that, I also think uh, we just need people to be more knowledgeable about it and more interested in it. I think so many people that aren't in the crypto space don't understand it. They don't care about it. They were only interested in it when it, you know, the market was going parabolic. And then when it went down, so many people lost interest. So I think having knowledge and interest and passion in it is also important. And um, I'll get to probably, I think, my last question. I don't think, um, I actually haven't talked to Josh about this yet. But um, I think the Dark Side of the Hoddle Moon um, show would love to have some badges. And I'm looking at them. Uh, competition verified, team verified. Wow, amazing team. Minimum viable product, probably one of the best podcasts out there. Influential, influential podcast. So, Dario, how would we get badges 
to put on our website to know that we're compliant and that people would want to work with us? What would be our, how do we get badges for dark side of the huddle mode? <laughs> um, every project can contact us directly or apply for badges and provide, you know, additional information. Every, every badge has additional requirement. For example, if you have market analysis, you know, uh, your market, you know your competition, you know where, where you want to position yourself, and you have done, done that, this is competition ver uh, verified badge. You know that you have an MVP product, you show them, you, you can just show the link and so on. We we, we can check out this and then you get an MVP badge. Um, influential uh, is, is a bit different. Influential is if, the, if, the, if it has, you know, media attention, like through YouTube, through uh, articles and so on, and then they get influential badge. Uh, yeah, it's basically a, a, a contact, direct direct contact or application, and then you immediately get badges and start mining. Okay, and um, do you, if people apply, do you have a team that checks them to make sure that what the, the documents and information is correct? I don't know if you saw on the website, but uh, below the team we have, uh, we call them crypto detectives. Uh, we have 10 um, blockchain specialists, we call crypto detectives, who check all, on those uh, requirements. We just assign, you know, one project to them. If somebody uh, more uh, has field, you know, of health and we have health project and we assign health project to him or her. And uh, then... Um, and then the the test and they say okay they have this they have this and they have this put put them those three badges or two badges or so on. Uh, we made a campaign where we uh, where 110 uh, specialists applied from all over the world and then we tested them with interviews with some uh, questions and 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 reports that they needed to uh, uh, wrote and uh, and and then we select 10 of them only the best that we could. Uh, which work now together in our team with us. Okay, awesome. Well, I pretty much asked all my questions. I think it's a really interesting um, project. It looks like a lot of things in uh, in the roadmap are in the future, but I think you guys have a lot of potential. Josh, do you have anything else you want to say? Well, yeah, pun intended. There's a lot of potential in crypto potential, really. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Um, I'm glad you came on our podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to you about this today. Uh, thanks for coming on, Dario. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and Dario, do you have any uh, any last words? We'll uh, we'll put your info and links to the website and everything else in the show notes. But do you have anything else you'd like to say today before we uh, sign off? I would like to say that uh, first of all, thank you guys for making this podcast this important to bring the information out, and 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 not only this, but also to you contribute to the mass adoption too. At some point, you know. And uh, I would, I would, uh, I would uh, advise anybody who is in the space or who is trying to get in, in, into the space to, you know, to get some cryptos, you know, to to try to buy something, to hold something, to use some cryptos or tokens for something, and uh, look at the pro uh, projects and how you can use those to uh, tokens. For us, you can use for discount, for example. For others, you can use for some other access or for something else, you know. Uh, get some cryptos try look at it uh, try to use them with different companies uh, the, the, uh, the, the, this is this would contribute also to the massive mass adoption a lot and this would make it easier for all of us you know not only us but for the whole economy 
to basically grow in, in the right direction. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great way to end it off today. All right. If uh, you need proof of conversation or proof of interview with Dario, you can find it on the dark side of the huddle. The huddle, dude. Thank you for joining us on Dark Side of the Hollow Moon. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so. Also, be sure to join our Telegram group, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and follow us on BitChute and YouTube, where you can find all the episodes as well as highlights from previous episodes. You can also visit us at darksideofthehollowmoon.com. Hollow Moon!